You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. everybody and welcome back to nerd to know basis here on phoenix 92.5 fm uh this week we've got a we've got a nice kind of low cut show a nice easy show where it's just me and dara how you doing dara ahoy how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good uh, i've had a busy l week of uh of kind of movies and nerd stuff uh kicking around but before i get into my whole spiel uh how, how are you keeping i'm in a lot of pain um <laughs> Not, not, not like. Well, no, yeah, I am. Oh no, good pain. pain, good, good pain. pain, good pain. Well, I mean, no, tomorrow's going to be the bad pain when you wake up. <laughs> so when, when your muscles really realize they got the snot knocked out of them. Yeah, when they're like, oh, oh, you're going to pay for this now. <laughs> um, yeah, quick plug for uh, Taekwondo. If anybody wants to do it, um, it's in the Casti, the local area to where we are, uh, the Castahini Community Center. Um, look up Castahini Taekwondo, and you can find it. It's Mondays and Wednesdays. And of course, we tape on a Wednesday. So I'm literally just out of the class. And uh, it's good to be back, but holy hell, it's um, it's it's legit, you know. And that's my dog, Poppy, who also agrees that uh, Taekwondo is tough. But it's fun, and I recommend it. It's fun for all the family, if your family's like to hit, like to punch each other and kick each other. But it's a good time. Which is a, hel- a healthy thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, <laughs> if, 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 uh, if all the Marvel superhero movies taught us anything that everybody should know how to do martial arts in some way just in case absolutely just in case you never know when you're going to be on a train randomly going across the way and and then someone records it on youtube and you end up being chased by sean z and the <laughs> and, the, and the 10 rings and just yeah no bus gets torn in path and only your taekwondo could say there. <laughs> absolutely absolutely no but it is good to be back because i i did it when i was like I got up to Red Tag when I was, you know, I left when I was about 19, 20. And then I'm back. So obviously going back a couple of years, like Red Tag is like uh, one before red and then two before black. So, I mean, it's up there. So when you, the interesting fact, when you go from like not doing it for years at a very high grade, it's extremely tough. So, um, yeah, in, in a word, I'm I'm feeling good. The, the post-workout and endorphins are there, but... I am going to be very, very sore tomorrow. You are going to be lying down a lot. <laughs> oh, I will not well, move tomorrow. <laughs> I think I, I think what you would have enjoyed, uh, what you may have enjoyed tomorrow, was what I had done over the weekend. Um, over the so over last week, uh, obviously it's a bit late to be plugging it now. But last Saturday, uh, I think it was internationally, uh, there was World or there was National Cinema Day, uh, where pr- I think all. The major cinemas definitely uh, were showing screenings of movies for between, I think, three to four euro a ticket. So I had the genius idea to spend 10 hours in Santa World on Parnell Street. So it's funny you mentioned that, right? Because I did that about two, I did that three weeks ago, either two or three weeks ago. I don't really remember. Time is, time is lucid, right? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I kind of did the same thing because I'm like, I have a Cine World black card. Um, I have literally nothing to do. Mm. So why not? You know? So I went in and I saw Orphan, Forest Kill, and um, The Feast. So I only, I did less than you. I did six hours. No, two movies. I needed 10 hours. So you did. Well, I did four. More. I did four movies. Oh, uh, sorry. What did I say? Six movies? I, I don't, I don't, I think you said six. I did four. Yeah, but you're there for six hours. You're for like six hours, right? Longer? 10. 
10, 10, in, oh, to- 10 in total. I did have breaks. Yeah, no, I was there for I was there for about six hours just from the, the wait. But it was funny because uh, Cineworld did. And we're not this. Look, this isn't a plug for Cineworld. This is just no. what happened. But um, I have a Cineworld black card. Do you? No, no, okay. this was this was just it. This just was just for the the three quid tickets. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, that yes. makes sense. That makes sense. See, I just randomly went because I have the black card. And yeah. they, they were doing this thing where like uh, August rewards, right? So um, they just had random stuff on your card. So I had like random free popcorn, random drink, random hot dog. <laughs> and I'm like, so I literally paid for nothing like the whole day. Wow. <laughs> I was like, this is... This is kind of, no, I did go in and I think I bought another drink at some point because I'm like, yeah, I've been here for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I, I didn't pay for anything for the whole day. It was uh, it was pretty cool. But that's why I, I was there. You Your story makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. No, you not... randomly, it's, I want to burn money. No, so. it, no, it literally just turned out that like this, that National Cinema Day just lined up with like a real fistful of movies I just wanted to watch. Um, so... Across my 10 hours, I caught the new Dragon Ball Super superhero movie. I caught uh, Jordan Peele's new one, Nope. I caught Bullet Train, and I caught 3,000 Years Along. Okay, so let's do it this way, right? I haven't seen Dragon Ball Z, because I'll be honest with you, fun fact, and this is going to completely destroy the illusion that I'm king of all nerds. (laughs) I've never seen Dragon Ball Z. To be honest with you, I think at this point, you're probably good. Fair, <laughs> like, I, th- I don't think it's something that will really hold up going back to it now. Right. I, like, I just, I just never, it just never came into my, like, it was in the wheelhouse, obviously. Yeah. It, I was in that age where, like, I was too young to have got into it when it was kind of for older kids. And I was too old to catch the resurgence. So I missed I missed the original swing and then I missed the resurgence of it. Yeah, I think I yeah. like I was just kind of under the bar for it where it yeah, was like syndicating on TV. Yeah, I think I sense, was yeah. it was just before me. Yeah. So like that's because I never watched it when I was younger. And only got, like that's I only got an anime way later where that would have been a lot of people kind of gateway into it. Right. Because um, we, we got like we got obviously Pokemon and then yeah. we got Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon. Oh yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Formative, absolutely. Yeah, so Yu-Gi-Oh was and Yu-Gi-Oh was syndicated on RTE <clears throat> when I was in sixth year, fourth year to sixth year, hmm. right? So that was, and then the resurgence of Dragon Ball happened like two or three years after that. Yeah. So I completely missed that. So I mean, I just never got into it. So here's what we'll do, right? I'm gonna let you speak about Dragon Ball hmm. and Jordan Peele's nope straight away. I noped out with that because one, I hated his Twilight Zone series, which is terrible. And I was very disappointed with his, um, with his Candyman. I don't, actually, Candyman, it's all right. But did it wasn't, he, do, he, he didn't did. do Candyman, he did, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. And I, I thought that was someone else. No, 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 it was Jordan Peele. Wow. No, because I, I heard about that. I heard it wasn't great, but I just didn't know it was him. Yeah, you should watch the, watch the, the Twilight Zone series. Holy hell, what a bad series that is. Because here's the thing. I'm I'm on the full opposite side where I watched Get Out. Absolutely loved yeah. it. Thought yeah. it was stellar. Yeah. Kept meaning to get around to us. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get into no. But... No, fair. But what I'm saying to you is it's like, he's somebody who I think it's, you know, like some people like Get Out, I... I'm like, yeah, okay, it's it's fine. You know, it's like the strangers. It's kind of, I don't know if you've ever seen the strangers. Have you ever seen that movie? No, no. So that's it's very much kind of the same where it's like it's good and a lot of people like it, but I'll never watch it again. And Jordan Peele kind of makes the same movie over and over again. And when he tries to do something different, ah, the wheels kind of fall okay, off. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wheel us so, back. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back. No, to this. <laughs> yeah, obviously, but that that's just my take on Jordan Peele yeah. as well. So anything I go see, I go see it with some hesitation. And when I saw what Nope was about, I was like, ha, ironically. I'm going to nope out of this. So full disclosure, I haven't seen those two movies. So mm. I'm going to let you talk about them. And then bu- we'll talk about Bullet Train and yeah. the other one, because I have actually seen those. So okay. the floor is yours, sir. So uh, started with Dragon Ball. Uh, this is the one I'm not going to spend the most time with, because like it's it'd be a lot to sell people on Dragon Ball. And this is a, this is not a movie that like you could jump into. Yeah, this way uh, you can see it. Yeah, no, no. And you're probably better as, like, as well off. Um, in that case, here's my actual... Like, the movie... To kind of make it as bare bones, I really enjoyed it. it. The animation was stellar. It was really funny, which I really enjoyed because like the like Dragon Ball was originally a comedy series that kind of blended into an action series. So they brought a lot of that back. And one of my favorite parts of this is the fact that 
Goku and Vegeta are effectively not in this movie. <laughs> this is it is very much a side character affair, which mwah, love it, love love those sorts of things. Um, but what instead then? What I'm going to say to you is my recommendation for if you want to watch this movie. I'd say if if anybody out there has an interest in watching Dragon Ball but thinks the series is a bit, you know, it's a bit too old to get into or it's a bit too long to get into, watch the Dragon Ball Super movies. Uh, there's, I think, like Superhero now, the new one is the fourth one. So I'd say start with uh, Dragon Ball Z War of Gods, then watch Resurrection F, and then watch Broly. I think all of them would kind of give you enough context. War of Gods is pretty much an entirely standalone movie. Resurrection F is kind of a follow-up to that. Broly is a whole other standalone. And by that point, you'd have enough knowledge. You'd, you'd know these characters well enough to at least pick up on a lot of the context that Superhero might give you. And if like if you watch four movies and actually enjoy this, then go back and watch like the series and that. Um, but superhero, really stellar. Won't get too much into it because it is a dense, dense franchise. Uh, but if you are a Dragon Ball fan, this is a must-watch because it is a film. Uh, it's a film full of just side character antics and just callbacks upon callbacks upon callbacks. Brilliant. Um, so moving on then to Nope which I'm actually I'm calling you out here Peel was a producer Candyman Peel was a producer on Candyman Nia DaCosta was Candyman <laughs> oh yeah but I mean it, it's a Jordan Peel movie you know like it, it, it really has a lot of hallmarks that are in all of his movies he makes the same movie over and over again which I mean ironically I feel bad for not seeing Nope because it is something different but I'm also, it just, I don't know. You know what it felt like? And this is from somebody who, and also the original Candyman is like, don't make a sequel to it. You don't need to. Mm. It's perfect. Like, it is a perfect movie. Um, Have you seen the original Candyman? No. Oh, dude, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, it really holds up. And when, it, this isn't a review of his Candyman, but it is, Um, when you're watching it, all you're thinking of is, ah, the original's a lot better. You know, it's, the whole time you're just like, I want to watch the original. I would recommend, uh, you know, but if you yes. watch the two of them together, you actually get a full story. So uh, as a sequel to Candyman, it stands up. But as a movie by itself, it's quite weak. That's that's that, that's it in a nutshell. Anyway. OK, no, so, no. Right? So, so hold on. So obviously I haven't seen it. Right. Yeah. I, I know very little about it. Right. But I think actually it. it I think because I went into it as kind of blind as possible as well. And okay. I think the film, it but, but, seems like the advertising is trying to kind of keep away. I actually think it is. It strengthens the movie by knowing that this is an alien abduction movie. Okay, so all I know about it is that it's a well. Okay, from from the advertising, yeah, it looked like a crossover between Mars Attacks and Science, right? But it's an alien abduction movie, right? That kind of has a commentary about a Hollywood treatment of animals, right? So I know that from the reviews I've seen. That's all I know. So sell me on this movie because, I mean, Jordan Peele, uh, it's, he's kind of like... Um, I don't know. I think, you've, I think you've come at... I think you've come at like Jordan Peele as a filmographer just from the wrong direction. I have yeah. heard nothing about this Twilight Zone series. And oh. again... It's so Candyman bad. is a DaCosta movie, so like, fair. That's fair. Um, I, look, I'll, I'll give I'll give you Candyman. I will give you Candyman. So, but that Twilight Zone series is. Uh, I mean, watch it. T- tell me, folks, if you're listening, near to media at gmail.com Why Dara is wrong that the Twilight Zone series is good? Please, I want to know. I love the Twilight Zone, so please tell me. I'd love to know. But anyway, you can at me on Twitter as well. Yeah. But anyway, nope. It is it is an alien abduction movie. It is about this these Hollywood ranch owners uh, that end up having to deal with an alien uh, basically taking camp above their ranch and just absolutely screwing up their daily lives. Mm. And there is that tension. There is that mystery mm. that I think Peel is actually very good at in in his own movies. But he has I think what he's what his strengths are is that he can balance that with enough comedy mm. because. Like the like the litter, the name of the movie is pretty much just Daniel Kaluuya's entire reaction to the fact that there is an alien involved, and it's, he's got he's got this great straight man performance where if anything is off or supernatural, he's like, nope, no, nope, nope, I'm, I'm, nope. That's good. Nope, I like that. Though. See, <laughs> no, I like that. You know. Yeah. Um. 
and then on top of that so that's they're kind of dealing with that and then to the side there's a uh there's a holly there's a uh kind of a like a like a, a very cheap wild west kind of theme park that's been run by steven yun mm. who was like in universe was like a child actor that ended up um involved in we'll say like an incident with an animal on set in a sitcom oh dear yeah yeah like pretty like the movie opens on some pretty grisly stuff like this I've obviously it's a horror movie i've heard that not for the fate of heart no uh but it's like i i i'm trying to put this in the best way without saying too much about the movie but okay, I, how like, about this yeah. folks if you were going to watch it turn down your radio for the next two sec two minutes Let's see. I don't know. Like it, 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 it flows, and you kind of follow these characters trying to figure out what it is that's up in the sky, and mm. uh, figuring out how it works, and then, th- like the plot. Do you know what it is actually? What's what? it's creative? The plot isn't actually about them trying to beat the alien. Mm. It's that the ranch is failing, and they're trying to get the money shot to sell it on Oprah to actually make money off of the alien sighting. Yes. No, I've heard that. So welcome back, everybody. You turned down the the radio for us for two minutes. Um, I actually heard that. I heard that it, it's a commentary based on how Hollywood uses and abuses um, animals. Yeah, or you know that's the that's the oh, just just Hollywood engagement kind of in general. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But specifically because the aliens are using the p or the people are using the aliens as like product rather yeah. than they should be terrified. So that's a cool thing. So I mean. I will watch it. As I said, I have a Cine World card. It's just it wasn't something I w- I was rushing to watch. So it yeah, is, that's got that. That's refreshing to hear. That's it's refreshing, cool. and it's got one of the more like creative, and the things they do with the aliens. Mm. It's some of the more kind of creative visual effects I've seen in a long time. Very good. I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, really, like it's it just it strikes that right balance of just kind of tense and funny. That like that's it just kind of like both hold want. each other up. That's what you want, you know. I, I, I mean, that's that's actually really cool. I like that. Um, one real thing, actually, speaking of horror movies, before I forget, I want to give a shout out to a new streaming service I discovered today. Oh, right. So I randomly was on. I don't know what I was on. I was on some website. Oh, I remember. I was on Zavi. So Zavi is Zavi used to be in Ireland. He used to be uh, Virgin Megastores, and then he got bought over, right? So now they're online. Yeah, I was buying, I was buying, you know, Ninja from Power Rangers. Oh, <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah. You're Ninja. you've been on a real Power Rangers bus since you talked about it, haven't you? Oh man, I just discovered, <laughs> I remembered how much I love Power Rangers, which is a lot, <laughs> by the way. Um, but anyway, there's, there's a Power Rangers convention on every year. I'm totally going to that next year. Oh, hell yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Um, anyway. So I was on Savvy and Arrow is uh, the Arrow is like a cult um, video service. Like they do some weird movies from the the seventies, you know, a lot of really obscure horror movies. They do a lot of Hammer films, uh, you know, even some Japanese um, like Seven Samurai and Battle Royale and stuff. They're the distributor for all the movies that really should be banned, right, <laughs> or were banned uh, at certain times. Like Video Nasties, they would all be distributor for it, right. And I love that kind of stuff. It's if people listen to horrenda, they know that the current horrendous stuff is all about video nasties, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll pick up some Blu-rays, or whatever. And then I'm like, wait, they have a streaming service. Interesting, right? <laughs> so they're doing a 30-day trial, right? And I'm just I was just looking through it. And I, initially what what brought me to actually sign up for it was they have a documentary like the documentaries are great like i love horror documentaries mm. and they have one on you know the video analysis thing which we're not going to talk about because obviously it's you know five o'clock five o'clock uh, five o'clock five o'clock <laughs> exactly they have a documentary on the history of hellraiser but what actually got me to sign up was they have a history they have a documentary on the devils right it's called hell on earth now the devils is a 1970s movie that was banned everywhere right yeah for what's in it like it was banned for years right we actually wrote a song about it in horrenda called nonsters that's kind of what it's about right um and it's a fantastic film it's like it, you know obviously kids don't, do not watch it <laughs> but you know if you're over if you're over the age of 18 absolutely go and watch it um I'm, i saw it when i was 16 
<laughs> well, you know what I mean? I had to <laughs> and we'll say it. it's nothing less than formative. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those movies where you're like, whoa, this is unreal. Um, and I signed up for it because I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like a documentary on it. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a very strong endorsement purely based on what's on this. Because like, obviously I have a Shutter subscription. Shutter is mm. OK, but it, it doesn't hit, you know, it doesn't hit the same yeah, oh, like so I, weird, I, you know? I'm looking at this and I'm seeing just like a lot of that more kind of strange. Plus just actually like, you know, genuinely critical, like just got like a bunch of the Kurosawa films. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It has a bunch of Kaiju films as well. Like a, a whole series of Kaiju films thrown in there. with like just the most obscure, crazy horror. So I'm like, look, if, if you're a horrenda fan, you're probably going to really enjoy this. Uh, if you're a film fan, you're really going to enjoy it in your horror. Like, I mean, I, 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 I didn't want to, I didn't know where to put this in, but I didn't want to leave it out because it's a massive discovery. And I'm like, man, yeah, I, no, I haven't, I had, awesome. yeah, I have I not heard about, I hadn't heard about this at all. I'm actually scrolling to the page now. Isn't it awesome? Uh, yeah, that was just looks really interesting, right? Yeah, I think I'm just glad that, some, that there's somebody out there that actually just managed to get all of this and put it up to, and put it up on something. Well, see, it, as I said, I was going in to buy a rake of Blu-rays, right? Yeah. And when, I, when I go up north, I'd always go into HMV and pick up because they have an Arrow section, right? Yeah. And Arrow actually, they, I I know them because we we did the album launch for Lords of Chaos, so I'm actually, I know a lot of people in Arrow, you know. Right, right, but. I did know he had a streaming service today. <laughs> so I'm like, man, you know, if, if you're if you are a fan of cult horror, right? Low budget horror from the 70s, weird 80s stuff, Kawasawa, um Kaijus, like rubbery kaijus. But <laughs> it kind of like, yeah, look, okay, let's put this or we'll put it this way. If Shudder isn't scratching that itch for you, this arrow will. should. Yeah. This will. And then also as well, they do like selects. So they actually bring in people to curate movies. So they actually have like Edgar Wright coming in to curate movies. That's I saw that. I saw I saw Jim Cummings, and I don't think that's the Jim Cummings I know. No, no that's not Winnie, no. not Winnie the Pooh. Jim Cummings. <laughs> no, 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 a very different. But they have like um, you know directors coming and doing. So I mean, it, it's a very, it's a very like I know the 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 other side to this would be movie, and movie is like real art house. Oh art yeah, cinema, you know. But I'm like. <laughs> I'm not spending that money to watch it, you know, a lighthouse turn on and off. I'm sorry, it's not happening. And I mean, again, like some of the lads in the band, they're all like, we're all big film geeks, you know. So we do have this, this where they keep trying to sell me on movie. If you guys like movie, that's cool. I know that's really our house, and I'm sure people really love it. Um, but for me personally, this and again, we're not sponsored by anyone, but this is a discovery I made today. I put down my money for the trial. Again, you get a 30 day free trial, which is nice. So um, yeah. Check it out, and I'm the minute we finish this, I'm gonna go watch that documentary on the Devils because that movie, Kev, you'd actually love it, man. You'd really enjoy. I, it. I, I think I would. That's it. That sounds right up my alley. It, it's, ba- it's based on a, a a real event in the 1700s in a little town in Lyon in France where these nuns went crazy, and Cardinal Rushla had to actually send in a bunch of uh, investigators to find out if they were possessed by the devil. It's a real thing that happened, you know, and they yeah. did the story, and it's it's brilliant. I mean. History is the craziest thing ever. And, yeah, you uh, can't you can't make some of that stuff up. <laughs> no, well, they probably I don't know. They don't know. That's the thing. The movie, the movie goes into all the different sides of it. Yeah. Um, but it's so visually striking. Like that's the thing about the seventies, like seventies horror in general. It's so obscure and weird. You know. Yeah. Like no seventies movie sitting there watching all. I mean, like you're watching the the Wicker Man, and the Wicker Man should be hilarious. You know, Christopher Lee's running around in a dress with his. With his face all painted crazy, that's the scariest thing in the world. And I, like, I'm gonna admit, I'm gonna admit an absolute sin. <laughs> uh, have you seen it? I've I haven't seen I have not seen the Christopher Lee Wickerman. Oh man, I mean like I have seen the Nicolas Cage Wickerman. Fair, but I, I think it, it loses the impact. Of oh no, the, it's no, that's a campy schlockfest. It is not a scary movie. It's you see, like I think the. You know, when you're talking about horror, and that's why when it comes to like, I don't really like modern horror that much because it doesn't have that bite to it. You know, that yeah. that there's something wrong here. Right. Because uh, it's too clean or whatever. Yeah. Like it, with um, with um, Orphan, First Kill, that was a fun movie. Right. And mm. Feast, that was a fun movie. Well, it wasn't fun, actually. It was in Welsh and it was really messed up. <laughs> actually, yeah, that was a fun movie because that actually had some of that transgressiveness because it's tied to something, you know. And the 70s tapped into this weird zeitgeist where it was like, 
there are messed up things going on here. And then you get it through this weird art house cinema. Oh, know? which complete sidebar. This would be weeks old now. Did you see the ad for that uh, Rob Zombie Monsters movie? Oh, stop. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe that's real. It looks <laughs> great. I love it. That's real. It looks <laughs> so cheap and so camp and I am into it. So look, one final thing, guys, if you want it, Arrow's cool. Um, you know, it, it to me, it was cheaper than buying a bunch of DVD Blu-rays, which I have no space for. Yeah. So, you know, get the trial and check it out. And I mean, hey, if you want to talk about horror movies, I would absolutely do a horror podcast. I he, believe me, he, he I was talking about a day in the cinema and he started talking about horror movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, they even have um, Rawhide Rex, which is. Oh, oh, I read about this. I yeah, meant I meant to yeah, go. See, they were playing yeah. in the lighthouse about a month ago and I meant to go see it. Yeah. So that is the Clive Barker Irish horror movie. It's yes. Real good. So, I mean, that that's kind of what you're looking at. You know, um, I would thoroughly recommend it. And if I know, uh, maybe a Halloween, we'll do like a, har- a Halloween podcast, maybe. maybe Strap Key and Dan and make him watch some visceral stuff. <laughs> that would be funny. I'm not going to lie. We should get Keith in as well because Keith and Aaron, they'd love that. They're Hell yeah, horror. absolutely. But anyway, so look, the next movies, which I did see, Roy. So yeah, now, now we're into stuff that you can actually talk about. Yeah, sorry, uh, for, sorry, sorry for like stealing 10 minutes. There. I just had to, man. It's such a cool <laughs> thing. I'm really sorry. Um, so yeah, so next then on my docket was Bullet Train. Oh. Um, Super fun, really enjoyed it. Yeah, like way better it. than I had expected. Uh, I didn't I, know what I was expecting. Genuinely, I didn't know. I went I think, completely blind. I was expecting, like you know, kind of solid five out of ten. Blew oh, me out of the water. It's yeah, at like, least a nine. Eight, that's not it. Eight yeah, it's, it's just such, brilliant. It's such. I think it was because I think Bullet Train was the longest of the four that I saw. I think it's. I think it's it was like, very long. Yeah, it was it's very long. Just yeah. over two hours. Yeah, uh, but it like it just kind of it didn't feel it. And it's, it's really it's, tight, isn't it? That's it. It's really tight. And I, I, I love it when a movie does like does a small like scale set very well. And mm. everybody's kind of moving around each other like clockwork. I mean, what I really liked about it is the advertising didn't give it away. Mm. Right. They didn't give it away. Um, it's funny because um, I don't know if you saw what's a escape the stone or something. It was some movie with Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum that was out a couple of, a couple of months ago. Oh, I didn't watch it, but I remember it looked pretty fun. It, it was, right? Yeah. But what's funny about it is I think these were made at the same time because right. a lot of the cast that's in this movie is also in that movie and the cameo. Like there's a really funny cameo of Brad Pitt in it, right? And Channing Tatum is the cameo in this. Yes. And yeah. Sandra Bullock's in both of them. And I mean, obviously they must have made them at the same time because they were hanging out together. Um, And it's just, it's just great. But I, I this was made by the director of Deadpool 2, I believe. And you know what? I'm going to say it. This is a better movie than Deadpool 2. Ryan Reynolds I, is also in this. I think, I think I would absolutely agree with you. There, It's like, again, it's, it's such a simple premise of just, what if we just chucked a bunch of weird assassins onto a bullet train? And just had them go from Tokyo to Kyoto, and they all absolutely try to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, and no one really knows who's going to. It's like, and they've they've all got just such defined character characteristics. And my favorite is, uh, oh God, was he Lemon or Tangerine? The guy, Which, the guy, the guy that kept one? talking about Thomas. <laughs> um, the Thomas the Tank Engine guy. Oh, yeah. that's Lemon. That was Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like it, it also it serves to me because I spent my entire childhood watching Thomas the Tank Engine. But just him talking, like characterizing and saying is like, no, you know, you know, you're a Gordon, you're serious, you're a stick in the mud, but everybody respects you. <laughs> just calling like somebody who's a bit of a green and naive and Percy. But then knowing that there is somebody hinky that's kind of stirring, stirring the pot from behind the scenes and be like, there's a diesel around here. I can tell. Mm. I can tell it's a diesel. <laughs> <laughs> And you again, know, like every, everybody's kind of like there's there's motivations and there's grudges and there's self serious drama. And through the entire movie, Brad Pitt is literally just bumbling his way through. <laughs> yeah, he kills people by accident. It's so and like I, again, I think I said this before, and I'll say it again. I will always buy stupid Pitt. <laughs> but I I think as well, it's not only that. It's not only that he's bumbling his way through. It's that. Everything is kind of moving around him, and he's not only being the protagonist, but he's also being our our key to the world. Our focus, yeah. Because like he doesn't know what's going on. Like oh, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't even supposed to be there today. 
everything. You know? Oh, every aspect of his of his move of him is reactionary. Like yeah. he's he, he is not an active participant. No, he's literally not doing anything. <laughs> no. he's, he's just wandering through while people are trying to kill each other and him and him. You In know? fact, I think I think he literally spends the entire movie trying to get off the train. Yeah, and he just won't let him. And, and then he just can uh, But it's funny, there's even points where he gets off the train and he's like, oh, I need to go oh, back oh for a God, minute. Oh, God, I can't. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but it's really good. And then it all kind of ties back. There's one or two really good twists. The end, the absolute ending, like the final ending. Yeah. So funny. Um, it, It's a great movie. It really is. Uh, I would say out of all of them, it's the best time you'll have. Um, I think, yeah, I think I think I'd agree with that. Like, I, I, I'm torn on like if I preferred it or nope. But both are entirely different movies, and I think out of the two of them, Bullet Train is the one I'd watch again. Yeah, I'd watch Bullet Train again. Easy, actually, I probably might watch Bullet Train again actually at some point. But um, yeah, let's move on to the next one because the next one is quite interesting. Now, question I have for you: Yeah, have you ever read Arabian Nights? No. Okay. No, I like. I suppose my my ba- my like base knowledge of this is probably most people's in just Aladdin, <laughs> in just Disney's Aladdin. Right. So the next movie is what three thousand years along is that it? Yes. Right. Yes. So I really like this, but I hated the framing. Right. The actual stories were amazing. Right. The acting was great. The set was great. The framing around it really bugged me because it lied to me. Right. The way they sold this, they the ad sold it as this awesome, cool, you know, crazy fanciful adventure. adventure. Yeah, and it's not. It's literally Arabian Nights. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what Arabian Nights is, I'm gonna pretend like you mm. guys haven't done a degree in history or read the Quran in the eighth in the in the eleventh century. I don't think anyone has. But Arabian Nights is the story where Ali Baba and the Forty Thieves comes from, where Aladdin comes from, uh, where Sinbad comes from all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it was bundled in with the Quran, uh, in, back in the 11th century, right? Up to like the 15th century. So when you, you when you bought those books, you got it with it, right? And you'd read them together because there's lots of crossover and cultural context and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's super famous, right? And the way that's framed is usually that story in modern culture is that there was a sultan and he had a wife, and the wife didn't want to sleep with him, right? Um, so he had, she would tell him stories. Mm. There's also stories that she, that the husband was going to kill her and she told him a story every night. So, I mean, the framing changes. Like I remember the first time I ever heard of Arabian nights, it was a Scooby-Doo one, right? Where, uh, Scooby and Shaggy (laughs) pretended to be women and the King falls in love with them. And in order to avoid any awkwardness, they tell him the story and this is the stories they tell. Right. So I, I first, I was like seven when I got that videotape, right? Yeah. So that's the, so I mean, like it's a very, 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 very famous framing device, right? Yeah. And I just wish that was what they had said. Now, to be fair, when you're watching the movie, it's set up that way because she's a storyteller. Yeah. And she's setting it up as a story device. And I mean it's a really good way to do it. It's just this is a movie that suffers by bad advertising. But then again, when you're watching, you're like, of course, this is what it has to be because there's no way you're going to be able to tell these stories. And I love, I love the way they get into it and the frame, like the actual, once the stories are told, it's so good and it's so beautiful and so like, so rich, you know? And I found it nothing but mediocre. (laughs) I thoroughly dislike this movie. (laughs) I don't blame you. Uh, like, why- here's the thing. I actually, when I kind of like, when I found it, because obviously, yeah, I'm on the same boat as you. I thought like the advertising lied to us. Yeah. But absolutely. when I found out that, as 100%. you said, it was Arabian Nights, when it was just these two people, like most of the movie is these two people sitting in a room, tell like him telling her a story. Mm. I can buy into that premise. I just found everything else dull. The effects were poor. And uh, like, they, even they, they though I... They were uh, they were they were not they were not great, and even though I love I really I do believe that Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton are phenomenal actors, I just couldn't buy into any of their like any of their emotions. Yeah, that's, and that's where it fell apart for me. And well. their character motivate like yeah. I'll I'll spoil, I'll spoil it. Her right. like admit hold her. On, admit, hold on one second, one second, folks. If you're gonna watch it, turn it down. Turn it down. Turn it down. Minutes. Like her admitting her love for him. 
came flatly from out of nowhere. From nowhere. Nowhere. And yeah. the thing is, is that the movie goes on for another 20 minutes after that. It felt like the movie should have ended there. Yeah. I think because I think out of the four movies I watched that day, this was the shortest of all of them. And even then, I feel like it could have trimmed 20 minutes. So I went to go to the cinema specifically to see this movie. And I was incredibly disappointed. As I said, if they had it just said, this is the Thousand and One Arabian Nights. Cool. Call it that. <laughs> I mean, you didn't need the fluff. The fluff around the movie. But yeah. and here's the thing. It's like, um, again, you have to blame the studio on this and the advertising because they could have. If you watch the trailer and folks, again, watch the trailer, you will see that they sell it as this time spanning civilization hopping adventure. Yeah. And it's not. And it's not. It's stories. It's stories. And I mean, I enjoyed it because I mean, like, I, I love pre-Islamic culture. Um, like really do, and even that kind of stuff with uh, around the Arabian Night stuff, it's so interesting. It's yeah, I mean, cool, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it gets props for sewing off the Ottoman Empire. It does, <laughs> and, and I love the Ottoman Empire as well. Um, and again, well, you're gonna hear <laughs> like brought up in a movie, so I really enjoy that that setting anyway. Um, because it's so that kind of culture and that uh, mythos is so interesting. Like, um, even even um post-Islamic. Yeah, uh, interactions with Jin and all that kind of stuff like that's super cool and is really interesting. But don't lie to people. Yeah, and sell I, people a bill of goods I, that it I, isn't. I, there's definitely better movies to watch. And like, and uh, just there, there is, but I would say on this on this kind of stuff, not so much. Like, I it, still, I even then, I still don't even think this is worth seeing on that merit. Like, yeah, it I just... mean, look, no. Here's the thing: I would, I wouldn't go to cinema unless you had. Look, if you have a Cine World black card. I go see a movie a week because I'm like, I'm getting my money's worth, right? Yeah. So I'll go see garbage and I have, right? That's fair. Like, I, I don't regret seeing it because I spent 370 on a ticket for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what is disappointing though? And again, I just touched on what you said. Tilda Swinton, she's very hit and miss though. That's the thing because she was also in The Dead Don't Die, which I really enjoyed. Oh not... my God. That now, movie is awful. Hold on, hold on. It's dread. No, 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 you've hit it. No, you've hit a nerve. You brought no, this up. No, that movie gonna... is Bad. I was Capital to, B. I was going bad. to say. I was going to say. At Kane's wedding, one of your roommates had the exact same. Actually, yeah, all three of your roommates had this reaction. That's because me. All, that's they all hate that movie. That's because <laughs> me and my roommate Dave went to see that movie. Yeah. Thoroughly excited about seeing Bill Murray and Adam yeah. Driver and Tilda Swinton, yeah. and we not once did we laugh. It yeah. was bad, and it was yeah. soul dredging. Yeah, I it think was the, awful. Yeah, now th- this is the reaction they all had. It was. It's a terrible, terrible movie. So here's the thing on that, right? My point was, I enjoyed it because I like when something uh, severes expectations, right? Yeah. And I also really enjoyed the little Star Wars reference. It was gas, right? But Tilda Swinton needs to come with a warning. (laughs) Because if you're expecting, like, you don't know what you're going to get with Tilda Swinton. You might get the coolest performance ever. Or you might get absolute schlock like the dead don't die. Or you might get something that is fundamentally nothing, which was what we, which, which is what the three thousand years of longing. Yeah, and it, it is. She needs to come with a warning because you. She just takes projects that seem to interest her, and it could be anything. It, <laughs> it literally could be anything. See, it's here's the thing. It's not Tilda that's actually kind of like my 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 flag on this. Oh really? Did the reason? I like. I'll tell you the reason I went to see this movie at all. Okay. Is the fact that George Miller was the name? Oh, that's fair. That's a fair point. That's why I, I you, I'm going to see the the guy like the follow up to Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I'm gonna go see his movie, and like I'm, I wasn't gonna put whatever this was. Obviously, this was something completely different. Obviously, this mm. was obviously it's not a Mad Max movie, but like George Miller, like the craft and the soul that he put into Fury Road, it just feels like there's it, none of that here. It feels like it's a I fully don't. different filmmaker. It, it is, but yeah, that's the thing. It's a te- it's Arabian Nights, man. Yeah, no, but even and, yeah, and I mean it, a lot a lot of that stuff comes directly from Arabian Nights. It has a lot of the sudden, and again, like this is the thing. It's lost on. I think it does a good idea of dropping you into that world. I love the way it never leaves Turkey. Well, except for yeah, except, <laughs> except yeah, for the end. No, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah, and if you watch what happened there, so I'm, I'm gonna get to that, right? It never leaves Turkey, and in, it 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 embroils you in that culture and engrosses you in that culture, and then once it leaves, and it's actually a commentary on 
the West interpretation of the stories, which is why he starts falling apart because he can't be here. Mm. And those stories aren't can't be appreciated in the cultures that they're not there. So there is like a lot of subtext going on there, and even her whole belief in her career. There's a lot going on there, and it does have layers. But what I'm saying is, I'm like, why did you do this in a major, major movie for cinema release where most people are expecting some crazy fanciful adventure from the director of Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, nah. And again, dude, I blame, I fundamentally, this is like what happened with Nightbreed back in 1991. Yeah. Where they cut it like a slasher movie and Nightbreed is not a slasher movie, right? Advertising need and 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 advertisements and trailers need to be held accountable here because when I was watching it, and again, if I wasn't someone who appreciates this kind of stuff, and people walked out with a movie, I think there was like four people left in the cinema, right? And there yeah. was more. No, and I, I just, and I don't, I don't blame them, and I don't blame them either. And I was like, man, you know, you have to start, you know, maybe don't watch trailers, maybe don't watch trailers. Maybe, they lie. Yeah. You know, it's like. And it's disappointing. Like this movie will probably get a cult following when it kind of goes to streaming. But... Oh, I, I, I don't doubt that there's people out there who idolize George Miller who are putting this on a pedestal. Like I, 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 I fully I, believe that. I'm indifferent to him, to be honest um, with you. I just like weird movies. Yeah, but uh, like I, I, I'm still like I'm probably gonna still watch what he does next. But yeah. like again. I'll still always kind of hold him in regard for do for making Fury Road. That's fair. That's, That's fair. Fair. how long uh, have we got left? Uh, about fifteen minutes. 15 okay yeah so real quick so while i was in the cinema i went to the lego store <laughs> yeah you know and uh and, ever, and everything went downhill no well yeah kind of <laughs> I, I went and i was like i'll go to the lego store and then i'll go to the cinema right so i didn't have to queue up so i don't have to queue up anymore which is cool okay um but i went in and you know i was totally underwhelmed by the whole thing oh really now here's the thing if you've never been in a lego store it's probably the best thing in the world. Fundamentally, right? It, it has everything you want. It has your Lego. has your Lego. You know, you can get your Lego sets. has a much better selection than you'd normally get in other places. And, you you know, the staff is really nice. You know, they give you a little passport. It's super cute, all that kind of stuff. However, if you've been to as many Lego stores as I have, which are many, um, it, it comes up. So there's one in San Francisco. That is very similar to it, where it's just a Lego store without really an identity. Now it's not that bad because it does, you know, it, it does certain things like it has um it has like the Viva Stadium and like a, a a camogie player who talks to you. And that's pretty cool, you know. But at the same time, I'm also like, oh, you know. In the one in Milan, they have a full size Dumo, you know, a, 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 a to scale Dumo, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, it's probably the most amazing thing you'll ever see. Because, I mean, it is the du- like it's across the road from where the Dumo actually is. Yeah. And so you can see it in the dis- in the distance. And then they have all the figures. Because the Dumo, the great thing about the Dumo is, and that's in Milan, is all the figures are all carved in. So they have all the carves. They have all the, all the stuff carved in. And they just have all the little figures. And it's incredible, right? And I'm like, lads. It- I feel like, I feel like, the, I feel like Lego stores in major cities will reflect on the the intention and the feeling of that city and, and much like dublin it's a lot it's very new and there's a lot of spark and shine but, but much like no... dublin as well it is thoroughly disappointing yeah i mean well here's the thing when you i was uh you know when you, i was trying to do touristy things i like doing touristy things sometimes right and most of them are drinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah gonna... no i i'd say like you know obviously it is drinking but i think the best thing you can probably do as a tourist is the guinness stories like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you. But there's also other things like the graveyard tour and stuff like that as well. But yeah. they're they're like down. Like even if you go onto um, TripAdvisor, the first four things are about drinking. So I mean, the problem here when you're trying to, you know, translate that into Lego. I mean, what are you going to do, Lego points? <laughs> I don't think you want to send a message to kids. I don't think that it's fly. <laughs> you know, but like here's the thing, and you know, if they're listening to this, you know, one, your staff's really nice, and I did buy the <laughs> Lego pyramid. And I will say, look, if you've never been to a Lego store, it is really cool. Absolutely go. Have a great time, right? But, and I do say but, if I was going to build something, right, for there, I would have built Christchurch. Yeah. I, I, you know, Christchurch, the GPO, um, you know, there's two. 
there's two, you know, um, Trinity College, you know, it just seems like like yeah, so, you, something a bit more elaborate, like that's like yeah. that's those elaborate sort of architectures are kind of what 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 a, what is a stand out in these sorts of places. correct. Yeah. And I mean, like when you go to like Rome as well, like they have the Treve Fountain done as a big mosaic, right? Mm. So I mean, I can sound a bit harsh when I'm like, that's all right, you know. But then I'm like, you kind of half-assed it, you know. It's like it's all right. Like, yeah, the pool bag, you have the pool bag stacks. I'm like, no one goes to Ireland and thinks that the pool bag stacks are easy to go to Ireland. I'm like, come no. on, like. It, like, if they had to build Christchurch, just genuinely, and I don't want to hear, oh, it's too hard. I'm like, they built a demo. That's <laughs> like, yeah, life. no, like it, that's way harder to when, do. Like, yeah, when when we're talking Lego, like Lego artisans, the stuff we've seen, like, yeah. and I'm just like, I w- I would have just like, I was just sorry, I would have just liked one of those things, you know, yeah. one big standout piece where you're like, this is incredible, and there's just none of it, you know, and I mean, like again, if you've never been. Go, you'll have a great time. If you have kids, they'll love it too because they get to build themselves and stuff. But if you're like me, a grown ass adult who's been to many Lego stores, it's a little underwhelming. But then again, people are like, "You're an adult. Why are you in a Lego store?" I'm like, "To buy the pyramid." Duh. Yeah, like that's that's <laughs> uh, you say that, but then you have like yeah, three hundred year old Lego architecture sets. Like twelve yeah, year old day buying this. <laughs> yeah, and and the Lego architects are, are what I like to do. And you know, sad news actually, Lego are looking to move away from the Lego architect sets, which I oh, mean, really? there's yeah, and they're super cool. Like I mean, they're the ones I do because you can put them on your desk and work and stuff. And you know, it's just it's just disappointing. I you know, and I, I, my dream is going to be shattered now of the seven wonders of the ancient worlds and Lego because there's only one, and that's the pyramid. No hanging gardens of Babylon for Dara. You know, <laughs> Dara, you know, I don't think we talk about merch potential enough, but uh, I think we, I think we need to start trademarking the no hang Babylon hang guards of Babylon for Dara t shirt. <laughs> I think I think we're onto something here. <laughs> I think we're onto something. Okay, fair enough. We'll talk. We'll talk to our merch guy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's it. Look, it, it's a soft recommendation if you have kids. If you've never actually been to the Lego store, um, go. But here's the thing: if you're in a major city. It's always worth going to the Lego stores because there are such cool things in all of them. You know, they're all a little bit different. Uh, my personal favorite is the one in Milan, though. That's absolutely spellbinding. And the one in uh, Leicester Square in London is amazing, too. Actually, apparently they've redone it because they used to have a full st- a full uh, tube cart in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, and they had Big Ben. And if it, this is what I mean. I'm like, when you see it and you're like, lads, what are you doing? Because that's, I think, you know? like, when, when they were opening, what was the word they used to describe it? It was like a... Like ent- it was it was some amalgamation of the words like entertainment and retail. It was some terrible buzzword that I can't remember off the top yeah, of my head. Look, it is but like, like it's that's the thing. Like it's supposed to be kind of a draw, and I think because where where is it again? It's is it on Grafton Street? Yeah, it's it's literally across the road from the Disney store. So that's it. Like that's yeah. they're they're trying to market that now as a kind of an area where you can go and like almost have like a more of an experience while you're shopping. Yeah, and, Although, I mean and even it, the Disney store is pretty. Blackluster downstairs. <laughs> downstairs is pretty cool, though. To be fair, with all the Marvel stuff, they really yeah. like, stepped up the game there. And you know what I think will happen because this is a new store, and it's the first time for Ireland. You know, eventually yeah. we'll build on it. So that's why I'm cutting some slack, and I say, look, do support them because I mean, it will go away and never come back if people mm. don't go to it, right? And that's without people losing their jobs because obviously you don't want people, you don't want people to lose their jobs. But yes. I think what will happen is, and if they are listening to this, um, you know, I, I, I my rate is not expensive. Oh come in and, and advise <laughs> you know hanging gardens of babylon come on um but no in all seriousness i think what will happen is they will expand out and probably build these more elaborate works because like they had the mosaics at comic-con and they were pretty sweet they're actually hanging now in i think they're on um up by the village and whelan's that's oh really went. yeah i think so yeah up on uh up on that street that i can't remember the name of Oh, on a uh, kind of Camden Street. Camden Street, yeah, they're up on Camden Street. No way, no, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're actually kind of like still that they kept them up and were just oh, yeah. dismantled. Yeah, yeah, no, they kept them. Like, but you know, I, I think it's just a settling phase at the moment. Like, I'm going to Disneyland Paris now at the end of the year, and their Lego store is that blows everything out of the water because they have a full scale castle, Disney Castle. You know? Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm like, this is what I'm saying. It's not knocking the store. It's just. 
what probably will happen, they will build these big pieces. But for me, when I go to a Lego store, I'm not really going to buy Lego. I am going to buy Lego. You are going to buy Lego. Make no but, mistake. <laughs> but no, that's that's like when I walked in, I was like, you know, <laughs> I knew I was going to spend money. That's why I didn't go in there. But I also go in because I'm like, I want to see the big draws, you know, because yeah. there's experience too. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, what is there is pretty cool. And it is like unlike anything you've done before. So, I mean, absolutely go for it as well. So, yeah, Lego Store. Go check it out. Lego Store. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we got five-ish minutes left. So, I think, I, I don't know if we've actually touched on it really since it came out, but I think let's let's just, like, dip our toes into She-Hulk. Okay, I thought you were <laughs> going to mention the other one. No, I think I'm going to need Key in here to corral you on that one, so we're not talking <laughs> I, about that. I warned you. I warned you. I know. You. Like, I, mean, I know. I think no, no, it, I, that, that's something we can't even have on the radio, I don't think, because nope. I would just go completely on him. Nope. Uh, so She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk, yes. Um, have you been watching it, actually? I Here's the thing. I have no attachment to it, right? So I know people are freaking out about the twerking and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, she does stupid stuff in the comics, too. But, like, I don't know. I I, I didn't watch uh, Miss Marvel, right? And I didn't... I'm not really watching this. So, I mean, like, I'm aware of what happens in it. I think this has a bit more of a of a buzz to it than Miss Marvel did. I think Miss Marvel came and he was like, oh, this one, they're like, oh, my God, it's terrible. I'm like, it's not that bad. I mean, like, see, it, he, it's, it's Annie McBeal. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, what it is. My, that's the, it is a very just, like, it's it's just a very simple comedy show. Just yeah. poke, it's Its purpose is to just poke fun at the Marvel Universe. And that's what I, it's doing. And I mean, that's, I just, I don't, I don't see the... I don't no. see the reason to hate it so much. You know, it's weird. Well, you know, people hate women. That's 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 the reason. It's I think that's pretty clear cut. And I don't think it's that. I just think like people get don't read the comics. I, I don't mean, even think this. I don't even think the comics factor into this because like it, like She Hulk is kind of squarely about. Obviously, it's a, it's like it's about being a lawyer, and she has like she's been kind of used as a plot object in kind of like grander schemes. But, like, at her core, she is just a, a Deadpool, is like, for lack of a better Yeah, but, I, I mean, she... the, the thing, a lot of stuff that she's doing, right? Like, talking to the camera, and, yeah. and again, I've only seen bits and pieces, but I have seen different reviews of it, and, I mean, it does look, on its face, terrible. But you're not looking at it the right way, and this is why, you know, this is the danger with comics, right? And also, the point on this, I buy a lot of comics. I have over 2,000 comics, right? My comic collection is... 10 boxes, right? So I've read it. I read bunch, a bunch of them, right? The trick with comics, folks, at comic material is you don't need to read them all. <laughs> Not all of them are important. There's certain runs you just don't need to check out. And that's what these shows kind of are now. Yeah. Marvel are like comics. They've actually now transgressed. They're not movies, right? They're not movies anymore. They're not TV shows. They are live action comics. And you need to treat them that way. If you don't like She-Hulk, rad. Doesn't matter. Because guess what? There's more coming. You can you can skip it and just continue on. I mean, like, I go in every week to one of the fine comic book stores, Subsidy from Planet or Big Bang or whatever. And I'm like, cool, go in. I'll pick up whatever I like. I read it. I bag and board it, put it in the database, and that's it. I don't stand at all the comics I didn't buy and go, oh, that's That's terrible. Don't read that. How dare you read this book? You know, no. that's what people are doing. It's so stupid. That's <laughs> it. My biggest problem with She-Hulk is the reaction to it. Yeah. Because, like, it's not like it's it's not a show that's designed to be this analyzed and this no. talked about. Because no, here's it, the thing. It's, it's not that, like... It's that... Because... And I'm noticing. I'm able to put it kind of ne- like next to... I'm watching what we do in the shadows at the moment, which is phenomenal. Great. Like, is also a comedy series. Is also doing a lot of the affordable stuff. And I am loving it because I am able to just simply enjoy it and not have BuzzFeed blasting me about, hey, did you did you make sure you caught the 15 jokes in She-Hulk? And I'm like, yes, BuzzFeed. I watched the episode. They weren't hard to miss. Why are you talking about this? You see, this is the thing. When two sides stop talking to each other, you know what the horseshoe theory is? No. So the horseshoe theory is, it's usually with politics. It's when you go so far towards whatever angle you're at you loop around so you go so far left you become right you go so yeah. far right you become left and that's what kind of happens i mean both sides of these people freaking out for both things it's like you sound exactly the same will you just stop their comics 
I sound like Joel Schumacher, you know, when he was making uh, Batman and Robin. It's a comic book. <laughs> yeah, no, like and it's, I mean, it's and now this is like literally that's what's happening because you have to see these Marvel properties not as a TV show, not like it's not Star Wars. The, the lore doesn't really matter that much nah. because comics are very loose with lore. I mean, comics are very weird, right? Very weird. Weird stuff happens in comics all the time because it's a comic book. It doesn't really matter, right? It's not like Lord of the Rings. It's not like Star Wars. It's not like Star Trek. It's it's its no. own thing. Like no, like this. It's it's like it's as you say. Like it's like a comic book. It's a comedy series. And sure, like there, you can critique a comedy series, but it doesn't need to be dissected on the subatomic level to the also, degree it's been. <laughs> also, yeah, and I would say, but also attached, attaching, hitching your wagon to it as like a bastion of feminist identity. I'm like. Oh, you probably shouldn't do that. It's a comedy, it's a comedy series. I mean, <laughs> they tear that stuff down. You know, it's like it's <laughs> there's other things to hit your wagon. Just to. hey guys, do you know what? what? It can just be fine. It can just it be can, fine. It can, it can just, just be, be okay. And yeah. you can just stop there. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And I mean, if people are in any doubt of this, go into a comic book shop, say, hey, near to no media sent me. <laughs> Show me where the good She-Hulk comics are. And some nice ladder lady will be like, hey, here's some paid trade paperbacks. Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you here? No, they will. They'll be like, hey, here's some trade paperbacks. You'll get what's to this, read the comics. What's this stupid podcast you're talking about? Well, I, Stop I, talking. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, where else would you have heard about this? And then you're like, hey, here's some comic books. And then you'll read them. And you'll be like, oh, this was fun. Or this was fine, or I hate this. I want my money back, which are all they're all totally fine things. I mean, the thing about it is, it's like you have to look at the source material, which is why, again, the other thing we're going to talk about eventually, where the, I'm going to become completely unhinged, is rooted in source material. Source material needs to be respected, but it's also important to factor in. If you're playing The Last of Us video game, right? You're still playing a video game, so you still have to do certain things in a video game, right? If you translate that to a movie, it's a movie and you're still working on the narrative. Actually, no, sorry. We'll go off something that exists. Uncharted, right? People wanted Uncharted to be like the video games. It's never going to be like the video games because it can't be. But where that movie fell down was it, instead of tap, tapping into the feelings of the movie, it tried to replicate bits of the video game. It needs to be its mm. own thing. But because we've moved so far away from the MCU being a traditional movie where it has a beginning, a middle, and the end, it's not doing that. The beginning, middle, and the end of these stories are vast arcs. Yeah. And so they've just become comics. So you have to look at them and treat them very much like comic books. You don't need to see, uh, like, in, in even in the Infinity Saga, you don't need to see all the movies. Did yeah. anyone you didn't? You know, it, it made things better, but comics do as well. I mean, you can read all the comics from DC or Marvel or the smaller ones and find everything that's in it. But okay. You can also read the six, you know, sorry, you can also read the six main books yeah and get the same story and that's the way you need to treat this kind of stuff everybody needs to calm down sorry yeah. we are our time <laughs> sorry no i just you bring up a lot of good points it's unfortunate and yeah. i mean it's disappointing you know I, I i think people just need to realize what they're looking at and i i don't think they are i think they're just like oh you know this you know i'm gonna hit my wagon to this and then bash this that and the other. It's like, no no you need to stop it's a comic book <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know I don't know. Um, I'm sure I'd like again. Like we'll come. We'll probably like. I just kind of want to touch base on it. We'll come yeah, back to it probably when it comes back when it's when fine. it's when it's finished. It's run. Uh, but for now, uh, that's been our show. Yes. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yes. Uh, you can follow me over at kevtalica 94 on Twitter. Uh, Dara, what have you? What would you like to plug for us? So you can follow me on Twitter at DaraWV or you can at me as well. I will respond. Although to be fair, I mainly talk about wrestling. Speaking of which, the wrestling world is on fire at the moment. So please do check out our podcast. Go over to nerdthnowmedia.com. All our shows are free. We have something, Kev, we have something like 420 shows. God, crazy. Good, good gravy. Crazy. Good gravy. <laughs> so they're all free. Um, we know, we're going to go back to doing the show live eventually, but ner- uh, the wrestling rewind is, is live every Friday night at half ten. Um, and we're going to be talking about CM Punk, AEW, and the whole wrestling world literally burning down in front of us. We're witnessing the great fire of Rome in real time. <laughs> so please do check that out. I have to plug. I normally don't plug the rewind, but I have to plug it. 
it's wild folks so do check that out well thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see you all again next week bye bye Alright, so you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdtonomedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Media everywhere. Media on Twitter. Media Instagram. Media on Twitch. Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Check out the Rest and Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the cosplayers. At least then you could, like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with ya. You give me a Brooklyn blade. Yeah, with ya. Dara. Dara? I love it. All I do is just believe in the heart of the cards. And then I Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 